Hi, and welcome to the SAP HCM Insights Podcast. I'm Steve Bogner, Managing Partner at Insight Consulting Partners, here with my friends and teammates and buddies and podcast colleagues to talk about uh, sort of a year-end wrap-up. We're going to talk about uh, what we saw in 2017 and what we'd like to see in 2018. Um, I think we'll have a good variety of things here. Joining me today, we have Luke Marson and Amy Grubb, Jarrett Pazahanik, and Brandon Toombs. Hi, guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining today. Okay, so um, just before we get into all of the discussion, just a reminder for people um, where you can find the podcast. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And now, thanks to uh, Brandon's um, suggestion. Complaining. Yeah, complaining. <laughs> Google Play. Google Play. Which is great. I mean, I think that's great, Brandon, that you brought that up. I'm I'm not a Google person. I'm I'm uh, an Apple person, and so I just never thought to put it out there. And I I think uh, that was a great suggestion, and it was easy to do. So thanks. The Android Army thanks you. <laughs> and uh, you know, the official home for the podcast is on the website. It's insightcp.com/insights. So you can go there, and if you uh, want to do the RSS feed from there. You can do that and you can listen to the podcast directly there too, if you want to. Um, also you can check out our LinkedIn group properly named SAP HCM insights. So, um, that's what we've got going on. That's the background. So, um, let's start talking here about, um, you know, 2017 and 2018 and what we, uh, want to, uh, sort of, uh, see SAP success factors develop and, um, so I think, uh, Jarrett, why don't you and I go first? Cause we kind of have a, a shared passion with payroll and, um, we've talked about this privately ourselves before, and I think it's a great podcast topic. Um, the payroll roadmap for, uh, what happened with it in 2017 and what we want to see in 2018. Um, so I'll, I'll let, I'll let you start and I'll sort of, uh, chime in too. So Jarrett, what, what about 2017? What do you have, uh, what, what was your experience with payroll for 2017? Well, I think one of the, the biggest, uh, developments in 2017 was the launch of the co-innovation for SAP payroll customers. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a lot of people may not realize there's 7,000 uh, these are SAP numbers. There's roughly 7,000 uh, SAP payroll customers out there. Uh, the last I heard, there was between 100 and 150 employee central payroll customers out there. So the transition from uh, SAP payroll customers, even if their organizations are moving to employee central, a lot of them are staying, keeping their SAP payroll on premise, which the co-innovation is pretty important because there's been a lot of items that that have been uh, customer request, uh, customer enhancements. I've done this through ASOG and other places over the years to fill some gaps inside of SAP payroll. Yep. And uh, so I was really excited about that program. Um, I tried to push it out through a lot of different channels. And at the end of the day, the criteria was you needed to have five customer votes in order for it to be considered by SAP. And um, at the end of the day, 36 items got uh, put on that uh, made that criteria and uh, several of them uh, one of mine got 60 plus votes which uh, we're talking 60 major a lot of fortune 500 companies uh voted on some of these items they were they were items that a lot of these companies have wanted for years a couple weeks ago sap announced that they would be developing five of them 
mm-hmm. which was very disheartening to me. Um, the five that they selected were very minimal, uh, very simple things to develop on their side. So not a lot of payoff in those. Not a lot of payoff. Yeah, not a lot of payoffs in those, not the major ones that companies wanted. It was almost like if I had taken a list and said, what were the easiest ones to develop that we can say, hey, we developed X, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and for the minimal amount. So I was very disappointed in that. But there could be some light at the end of that tunnel because there was 12 of them, including two of mine, uh, that were pending. Um, and a decision is going to be coming on those in, in, in January. So I've had some discussions with some leadership at Success Factors, and this will sort of lead into the topic number two, the 2018 plan. But my thought process with them is I said, you have to keep SAP payroll customers happy. I totally get that there's diminishing returns on investing in a platform that will eventually at one point uh, be sunsetted. But at the end of the day, these are paying customers. They're paying maintenance customers. You have to do a tiny bit more than keep the lights on if your long-term goal is to move them to your next generation payroll. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, for me, the topic number two is that for 2018, I think it's been pretty well telegraphed by SAP that something is coming in 2018. I think that that it's pretty obvious that it's going to be, uh, you know, a next generation payroll offering. Um, the, the details are still going to be out as to you know what countries are going to be first and when is the roadmap and when is the timeline. But I think that the big the big thing for 2018 is going to be for SAP to provide very clear and transparent statement of intent um, that customers can understand and they can put in their roadmap for 2018. Sorry, they're they're as they're starting to plan for 2019, mm-hmm. 2020, 2021. Um, as they're moving a lot of other functions to the cloud, the payroll team can can get some clarity in organizations as if we're going to continue to align with SAP, what should we be looking at? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I had um, several customers come to me through 2017 that customers that I implemented and consulted over the years, um, you know, moving to EC for um, core HR and, you know, implementing talent modules and whatnot. And, you know, they were really confused with what they should do with payroll. Um, So, you know, what I saw was a lot of confusion on the payroll roadmap for 2017, where, um, you know, I had customers who would say, well, you know, SAP is recommending employee central payroll, but, you know, what's the payoff for doing that? Because we already have payroll on R3 and it's kind of the same thing. And, you know, is it really success factors? Is it the old payroll? And... A lot of confusion there and a lot of um, a lot of uncertainty so you know in fact those customers are still <laughs> trying to make up their minds on what to do um, you know they see the the r3 maintenance deadline coming and they're just getting a lot of I think um, you, you know they're just not getting a lot of good information and, and information that is confusing for them so um, it's just you know what's what what are they to do right so um, you know, there's no clear cloud payroll at this point. You know, Employee Central payroll is, you know, it's my, my opinion, it's it's more like hosted R3 payroll that's really integrated well into Employee Central, which is great. But if you're already on R3 payroll, you know, what's the payoff for uh, for moving there? Um, right, that's, what, that's what customers are trying to figure out. And honestly, I, you know, I don't see it. Maybe, maybe you know, other folks here on the podcast have, uh, some views on that, but I, I don't see a whole lot of payoff to that. Right. I mean, I'll be loud and very clear that 
no SAP payroll customer should be making any decision regarding uh, spending money on payroll until the announcement comes out from SAP. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're making, you're going to make a decision uh, like you were investing in Nikisa when SAP bought Success Factors. Right. You know, you have to, you have make sure you have all the facts. So I would use 2018. No, there's. I've done a bunch of strategic uh, work for some big customers, uh, for SAP payroll customers, and there's mm-hmm. really no payoff that I could find on moving to employee central payroll if you're an SAP payroll customer. So mm-hmm. if you're an SAP payroll customer, stay put, wait for the announcement to come. Uh, I think the direction is going to be pretty clear uh, as to what you do there. But the rest of the parts of your business, I mean, I think it's really clear at this point. If you're an SAP HCM customer, I think the benefits are, you know, I have some a lot more experts than me on this call, but I think there's a lot of benefits in a lot in most of the areas of HR to move to the cloud. I think at payroll at this point in time, you need to wait for that announcement to come out. And, and from what I'm all I'm hearing, uh, Q1 is where the announcement is looking to be uh, coming out right now. So we've done a lot of work with um, customers this year who are either moving to or looking at payroll. We've seen Employee Central Payroll is a very good offering for a lot of customers. Um, but I have to totally agree with Jarrett that if you're currently running SAP on-premise payroll uh, and it's working well for you, there's, there's no real reason to look at moving to another system. Mm-hmm. A lot of the customers we're seeing moving to Employee Central Payroll are coming from um, maybe a PeopleSoft or a Ceridian or an ADP. or They're coming from another system and they've got a good reason to move away from that system. It might be an end of life or they're just subscriptions running out or Mm -hmm. the customer service of some of those vendors is not always that good, right? Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a business case there. And I've seen tremendous um, interest in employee central payroll this year. I've really seen a strong strong growth in, in, in adoption and in customers going there, and and the solution is very mature, and and you know the payroll control center front end is, is is very good, and we've seen a lot of reduction in time from customers who are processing payroll. But you know, just to go back to Jarrett's point, um, you know, for on-premise payroll customers, I think looking at payroll control center would be a good investment, even if it's only a short to mid-term mm-hmm. investment. But other than that, um, I think yeah, that they should be staying put and see what's uh, what's going to be coming um, in the future. Yeah. Yeah, and one more and thing I'll, go ahead, Jared. One more thing I'll add about that is is I t- totally agree with Luke about the payroll control center because you know at the end of the day SAP is going to make it's not like they've been doing all this development for the last three four years and they're going to say we're going to have payroll ready for the U.S. next year. You know anything with SAP this is going to be a statement of intent. So this is going to be similar to what Workday did several years ago when they said you know we plan to have UK payroll in this year and France payroll. So that's going to be the same thing from SAP. So. The key thing is what I'm recommending to SAP is that they make an announcement that's an announcement that they can deliver on. They can't afford to have another HANA type announcement where every year they say success factors is going to be on HANA the next year. This will be something that'll be a this will be a very high priority a high profile item. So if they come and say US payroll is going to be delivered in 2021, they have to make sure that they are able to deliver a functioning payroll for that on that timeline and and so i think that's going to be pretty pretty important but why i say that say it that way is it's going to be a next generation payroll they're going to be able to reuse a bit of what they have but they're going to have to build a lot of new stuff i would expect that to take time and so i think that you know it's realistic for customers to have to try to come up with a solution for the next two three four years and so i think the minimal investment in a payroll control center would make sense 
until SAP has an offering that you can that you can move to. Yeah. So, Brandon, what did you want to add into this? Uh, the the thing I wanted to uh, mention as part of this um, is while you are still trying to figure out what to do with your payroll, that that's only part of the equation. I want to just make make sure that we're clear that uh, what we're talking about with the payroll is to say how is it that we're going to process the payroll. However, that doesn't that doesn't um, preclude you. Uh, nor should it uh, stop you from going and looking at uh, updating your core HRS system mm -hmm. uh, to move it away from the core, which is getting so long in the tooth and mm -hmm. is uh, uh, holding back a lot of companies from the ability to do things like mobile and uh, uh, doing really flexible pay, uh, excuse me, workflow. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that, um, you know, and I totally agree that it, it's probably worth some uh, waiting a few weeks to find out, okay, here's what the direction is. But even with that direction, um, I would say that, uh, you know, uh, you know, let's just uh, say the back of the envelope, it's four years before you're going to be moving uh, to uh, a next generation cloud payroll. Uh, there, there may be business value for, for you going ahead, keeping your payroll uh, where it is and uh, going ahead and building out your next generation platform on Employee Central and then integrating back to that. Because that's, really, yep. mm -hmm. uh, that's really where most customers are going to be uh, uh, heading, I think, um, over the short and medium term is, hey, let's go ahead and update our front end and, that our customers need, or, or excuse me, our employees need, but still uh, probably keep our stable uh, payroll that we're comfortable with where it is. Yeah, that's that's been my advice to, to clients, Brian. I mean, Brandon, just the, the same as what you said. You know, I, I'm telling them to invest in innovating all around payroll um, and do payroll last. You know, wait for the roadmap to clear up so that you have a, a good idea what the target is because there's plenty of work that you can do uh, with, with Employee Central. You can work on your time management system. You can work on benefits. You can work on talent, you can work on all these things and leave payroll for the last and uh, let the roadmap clear up. So, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, we're all pretty consistent on that. Jared, I think you, ha you have a, a good point when SAP announces whatever that next payroll is going to be that, you know, they have to deliver on that timeline. Um, but they also have to deliver on functionality, right? I mean, it's, they have a great payroll engine now. They've built it out over the years. Um, you know, I was part of, of helping build that out for the U.S. In, in the 90s. It takes a long time to build it out and to do it well. And, you know, in the meantime, you have a lot of uh, large companies running payroll in multiple countries, dozens of countries in some cases. And, you know, they're going to have to have a, a really good, clear roadmap of which countries are coming and when they're coming so that they can plan their transition off of R3. And this can't be just, uh, well, we're going to have U.S. payroll in three years. We're going to have to have a, a payroll that can serve large companies in three years, and then we're going to roll it out to these countries in year number four and these other countries in year number five, and so on. Because these large companies, they, they need to have some place to turn to. And if SAP doesn't have a product for them, I think we'll see some of them turn to outsourcing and they'll turn to other payroll vendors. So, I, I, you know, that's my hope yeah. for payroll in 2018 is that SAP can come out with some um, very confident statements on being able to replace this powerful payroll that they have. We'll see.
Yeah, I mean, just a few quick points on that. I'd say, one, they're not off to a good start because when you have an executive board member, you know, publicly say we'll have an announcement in six weeks yeah. and it's already been three and a half months, you're already starting off of, you know, uh, over-promising, under-deliver. And I think, I, I hope SAP takes this as an opportunity to turn it back and promise something that they really can deliver. Um, I, I sort of, you know, I think we, I get caught up and I think you, maybe you do as well sometimes as, you know, we, we talk about SAP payroll in such glowing terms and I do think it's a good payroll engine, but it really is lacking a lot of stuff. You sure. know, it doesn't have a garnishment. It doesn't deliver garnishment functionality. That's on the customer's behalf. You know, it doesn't deliver an easy way to create earning and deduction codes. That has to be an IT task. I think there's just a lot of areas where the people that built SAP payroll, a lot of them are still around SAP. I think they have to really look at things a different way and come up with a, a, a user-friendly uh, tool uh, for, for, for payroll, and they have to come up with easy ways to transition SAP payroll customers to the new payroll engine. Yep. I think that'll be as crucial to the success, and they have to change the mindset of a lot of the software integrators that are out there is these can't be two-year projects. They have to come up with, with, with tools and methodologies and accelerators and not just your, you know, your your RDS type accelerators that know that that aren't as valuable to these big companies. True delivery mechanisms to be able to get these projects live in in, in nine months, you know, six to twelve months, depending on the organization. And the last thing I'll say is, I think a lot of times in some areas, learning, you know, and and, and we know Amy knows a lot more about this than me. But in those other areas, I think you can roll out a product that you focus on the mid market. And then you build it up to be the lar- to more of a large enterprise with some of your learnings from there. Mm-hmm. I think with an, a thing with payroll is that if payroll doesn't work for a company with a thousand people, it won't work for a company with five thousand people. And if it works for a company with twenty thousand people, you know it'll it'll work for every company. So I guess didn't say that very well, but I guess at the end of the day is if it does if it doesn't work for twenty thousand, it's not going to work for one thousand. Yeah. Is what I meant to so, say. So, go so you can't roll this out. Yeah. Yeah, you can't roll this out and say, oh, this is our mid-market payroll solution because all that will do is confuse everyone. It either works for everyone or it doesn't work for anyone. Yeah. And so um, it's really important that, that SAP understands that when they position this out there because right now there's so much confusion. They have managed payroll, which you know I don't believe very few pe- many people are using. They have ECP. They have SAP payroll. They have outsourced payroll. You know, they... They have so many choices, and, and, I, and I think what customers hear is what salesperson they have coming, calling them upon them that day and what their ultimate goals are. So yeah. just hope SAP does this the right way. We'll see. Yeah, you touched on some things, too, that I've been thinking about, and, and I've started a, a sort of a blog series called Future Payroll, putting some of those, uh, you know, I've been working with SAP's payroll for God, 25 years now, and I was working with payroll before that. It's, it's a, you know, once you get in it, you can't get out of it. Um, <laughs> old, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> old, yes, yes, old, wise, experienced. Um, so, you know, I've been writing these future payroll blogs because, uh, you know, there are so many ways that we can make a better payroll system. And um, so I'll just put that plug out there and, and people can look at look it up on the site if they want to. So.